Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, I sit down with Kenny and John, and we talk through what it takes to plan through sermon series throughout the year. And we discuss the beginning of our new series, Won't You Be My Neighbor? We hope you enjoy the conversation. Okay, so welcome back to Armchair Preaching, the first armchair preaching episode of the new decade. Yeah, happy New Year, everybody. Not that we <laughs> had a whole, decade, everybody. Not that we had a whole lot in last decade because we just started this uh, last uh, last July, and so. But this cool, you know, to start a new year. And uh, in the in the armchairs today are Pastor John, Pastor Kenny, and uh, thanks for uh, hanging out, guys. Yeah, it's good yeah, to be here. Now, what number are we on? This is number 23. Nice. Number nice. 23. And uh, we're, because it's a new year, um, we, we took took a break um, around Christmas time. Things get a little crazy at Christmas. Um, and the first of the year gets a little bit nuts. So we're, this is the second, this is covering the second Sunday in January. And so for those that missed, we kicked off a brand new series, which we'll talk about in just a second. But before we get into the actual message of, from this past week, I want to just talk a little bit about how we approach sermon planning, um, for a a year or for a given period of time, because the three of us actually talked about from now basically till May. I think mm-hmm. we're, we're we're we've got some rough sketches at least, some more uh, formulated series, some a little less, but we kind of know where we're going for the most part till May. So, what goes into you guys' mind when you think about what 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 do we need to preach um, mm-hmm. in the next six months to a year? John, I'll kick it off with you. Well, the first thing I think about is what 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 we don't do here in this church, and what hasn't been a part of my my preaching scheduling, and and I think this church is the same same way. Is that many churches follow the Revised Common Lectionary, and that's the source of the content that's going to be preached every week, and 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 as far as it goes, it's week in and week out. It's whatever the lectionary is, whatever the text is, whatever that's the it's a sort of a one week theme each week. And uh, here, uh, and me prior to uh, being here, it's always been there's there's some the the idea of a week by week progression of thoughts around a and a subject around a, a scripture around a, a a book of the Bible that has that has been I I think it's easier on a congregation for. Uh, retention, anticipation, their own personal study, to and know what's coming, all of those things to have that. So, so one of the things we haven't done is we haven't done the the, the lectionary. We've always done it in, in, in teaching series, and the teaching series. I mean, I, I even taught in this week. I I told the story of how this one came about in in this church was, but even even that, this one was what's right for this church right now? It's just really checking in with kind of the spiritual pulse in the church, thinking back about what we've done before, uh, having that balance between topical studies and biblical you know, bi- books of the Bible studies. And, and, and you know, it's just, it's just really prayerfully discerning what's right for us right now. Even the things we've talked about you know, from now until May has just been yeah. what seems right for us right now. Yeah, yeah Kenny, what, 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 what do you think about how we've planned, well, you and I've planned series. We planned series uh, last year. Um, combined, we've planned series with Vine Service previously. In our conversations, what are the things that have really stuck out to you in those planning things? 
Yeah, I would. I think everything that John just said is a factor. I think, and and just to show that how many different layers of of thought have to go into it. So everything John just said. The other thing that we're always trying to balance out is Old Testament, New Testament. Mm. So we want people to know the whole Bible. And so we don't just camp out in New Testament books for a year. We try to balance it out and say, well, when's the last time we did an Old Testament book versus a New Testament book? Um, Some things are dictated to us just simply because of the Christian calendar. So we tend to do an Advent series. Uh, We're about to begin a Lent series after the Good Neighbor series. We've already begun planning for the Lent series. And so some of that's dictated to us. and then we're sometimes just thinking through just the timing of the year. So the Good Neighbor series, um, I think, is good because we we thought about, well, it's January. People are thinking about New Year's resolutions, or it's kind of a fresh start, or it's kind of a reset button. And so we thought, well, what is it that we, if, if they're thinking about resetting some things, what do we think yeah. in, in God's sense of timing for things and our sense of that? What what would be a good thing to reset or to think about maybe a, a new resolution? And in this case, it was to take Jesus's command to love our neighbor very seriously and to practically preach our way through what that means. So that to me, that's at least a few more things that yeah. we try to factor in. Yeah, and I think I think one of the things when when we all talked about even from now till May, when you and I, have, Kenny, have planned out series, um, it's it. I think one of the words that we have we that kind of guides us is the is kind of balance you know it's a balance old new testament it's a balance of um obviously all scripture is practical but there are some sermon series where you look at it and go this is obviously practical for my life you know relationship series but then also i think one of the things that we've tried to do in the past about every year every other year We'll go back and just touch home base about the basics, you know, do some mm-hmm. basic series, you know, something about, you know, okay, let's, you know, th- th- these are all great things we talk about, but let's go back and touch home base about what's the gospel, you know, what is what is um, sin, salvation, what does it mean to 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 follow Jesus Christ, to grow in Jesus Christ, those those basic things, and we try to balance all that. Mm-hmm. I think any um, any preacher really is thinking about their we have two obligations, right? We have an obligation to God's holy word. We have an obligation to transmit God's holy word to a specific people. And we've talked about that in other, in other cases. So we have to think think through who the congregation is and think through what the biblical narratives are and the biblical biblical story is from a macro level and a micro level and how do we transmit that, you know, mm-hmm. balance it. But we also have to do it in a way that keeps people <laughs> interested and coming mm-hmm. coming back every Sunday. Not that we're entertainers, but there is a point in which we have to say, this is an important thing we think you need to be engaged mm-hmm. with. You know, Kenny, like you said, we're kicking mm-hmm. off this year because there are people that say, hey, you know, one of my New Year's resolutions is to be more intentional about living out my faith. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, well, mm-hmm. we're going to give you the tools to do that. Yeah. We're going to give you the tools to do that. So yeah. new series this, this starting this week, Won't You Be My Neighbor? Um, Talk to talk to us a little bit, John, about uh, the the advent of this series. You did mention it in uh, your sermon in the classic yeah, yeah. service. Um, John was in the classic service. I was in the vine service, kicking this off. Tell us a little bit about the advent of that series, um, so that people kind of know where it came from for you. Well, it 
it was uh, it, when I before I left the church, I left to come here. Um, I planned out a preaching, several preaching series uh, for other people to preach after I was gone. And I, I had been paying attention to the news, and I'd seen that the, the movie with Tom Hanks that we both referenced uh, was coming out in November or so. And I said, cool, this will be, it'll be right, right there in that spot, so we'll do this neighbor theme around then. Of course, you know, the, 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 the text we both preached on was, was hanging, you know, the, the low-hanging fruit. It was the, uh, you know, who, who is my neighbor? And so, uh, but I put that together, and, and I handed it off, and I walked away from that, and I walked away from Dunedin, and I thought, Gosh, I re- I'd kind of like to do that one. Yeah. And then you, the three of us, sat down and talked, and then I, and I sort of well, walked us through the series and said, "Here's what I was thinking with that." Yeah. And you both said that seemed like a. We all said, "I think that yeah. meeting that seemed like a good first of the year thing to do." Very, I, I think it's a very apt first of the year um, series for folks. It also helps set the course for um, the congregation's um, identity going forward. You know, we want. And we've talked about this as as a congregation for the last several years. We want to be neighborly. <laughs> it's not a trite thing to say. And so to start off by talking about what does it mean to be a neighbor, mm-hmm. um, John, when you were diving into the the message, because the the primary text was the Luke ten mm-hmm. uh, passage, the the Good Samaritan text. What were some of your concerns going into that uh, that that trying to unpack that for folks? Like uh, many uh, well-known passages, the concern was the familiarity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you come into something, you're, oh yeah, 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 I know, I know what that means. Yeah, I know where he's going with this. And you just, you know, just it, it felt that really felt the need to slow it down, you know, parse mm-hmm. it, highlight the, each of the characters, talk about each of those characters, talk about where. And, and it's interesting because we did it differently. We did yeah. the same thing, but we did it differently. Yeah, in different orders. In different order of yeah. things. Mm-hmm. We said some of the same things, but mm-hmm. we did we we did it differently. Mm-hmm. But it, but it, but it, so you must have had the same impulse that this yeah. is a very familiar text. Very familiar because it's so familiar. One of the things that was on my mind was just slow it down, yeah. parse it out, take a look at the characters, and then draw what's then there out. Yeah, you know, and, just, and and the implications of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, it, we talked about this in a previous uh, podcast about the the difficulty of preaching familiar texts or the challenge of f- preaching familiar texts, and and this is such a familiar text, even for people. This is one of the few texts that people that don't go to church they've heard the term "good Samaritan." Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and both it was interesting. Both of you, both of you, brought that out in your sermons. The idea of the just um, within our social culture. This the, that verbiage, um, the Good Samaritan Law. Yeah, both of you drew that out a little bit to say this is this is how enduring Jesus's parable has remained even in our culture today. People aren't even believers are familiar with that idea of helping somebody in need so much so that laws have to be created. Around. So I thought yeah. that was kind of cool. And and, the, and it's a, and it's an accurate perception. Sometimes yeah. the things in the, that are coming out of the church or live in society are not really accurate. They're distorted to it, in some but way. But this is an accurate yeah. thing. There's somebody who's helping someone who is who is in need. That person is called a good, a good Samaritan. A good Samaritan, yeah. especially yeah. if they're going out of their way, you know, sacrificially risking that. something, yeah, risking no. in this case litigation or yeah. mm-hmm. some kind of uh, response that's negative. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's a. Uh, you know the Good Samaritan story is interesting, and the other thing that was really interesting about this story, um, to me, and, and 
I'll, I'll just, you know, one of the things that I, I, I've come to this story, I've come to this story many, many times. I've, I've taught it in our preschool chapel, you know, before and actually acted it out. But one of the things that jumped out at me was that the, the greatest commandment um, that Jesus talks about in the Matthew's gospel, Mark's gospel, mm-hmm. love the Lord your God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Those words are put in the, the mouth of a lawyer in Luke's gospel before this before this he he, mm-hmm. he for the parable before yeah. he tells the story and uh, that was one of those things that it, I would have loved to have done more with that I, I kind of threw it out there and mentioned it but I didn't really do a whole lot with it was there anything that kind of jumped out for you reading this very familiar passage again um that maybe either you had put in the back of your mind or was just, man, this is a fresh take for me, you know? Well, I, I, I have been reading these parables of Jesus differently since I read Tim Keller's Prodigal God, where he, he mm. talks about the prodigal son and how that story was a story that spoke to the Jewish people critically. Mm-hmm. It, you know, we always think of it as the return of the son, yay, big, yeah. big party, but that was a criticism of the Jewish people because mm-hmm. he, was, he, was, uh, he was calling them basically the older brothers. Yeah. And so since then, I've had this, this this lens on where I think about stories like this one with the Good Samaritan, where the, the good guys are supposed to be the Jewish people. And yet this is actually a, a criticism of uh, of the Jewish people. The, the, the th- out of the three, two of them were supposed to be the ones that, that yeah. were the sacrificial givers, were the ones to pull yeah. off the side of the road, were the ones to give up two days' worth of wages and put it and take care of them, didn't do it. Yeah. And they're the center. They're, they're not just Jewish people. They're the, the, they're the cream the, of the crop. As, they're, they're, as Kenny always says when we're talking about, you know, they're the ninjas. <laughs> they're the religious <laughs> they're ninjas. They're black belt Christians. <laughs> they're yeah, black they're. belt. And, <laughs> I and, love that. And, and, and so, yeah, it's, it's an indictment. It's an indictment on not just the Jewish people as a whole, but on the whole religious yeah. system that, that elevates this purification, this cleanliness, while totally missing the greatest commandments, even one of their own lawyers you know the, the the expert in the law recognizes that the greatest commandment is not one about ritual purification yeah. and and uh yet these the priests and levi who've just been as i kind of read through it and I, I read a couple of of commentaries that kind of highlighted this point that the priests and levi are likely returning from just serving in the temple yeah you mentioned that so they're they're, they're they've got time to take care of all the ritual purification and you know what got me, and we talk about convicting stories. We, I think we, when we were talking it through, through this, you know, Kenny and I were mentioning some different stories about you know, our, our physical neighbors that have been convicting to us, but it reminded me of a time where I was leaving church having just preached a message and see somebody on the, you know, that, that's asking for money, <laughs> a homeless person. And, and, and the, the time I, uh, you know, I'm like, I ain't got time, you know, I don't want to. Yeah, and I'm and literally, from preaching. I'm exhausted for anybody something. <laughs> I'm exhausted for doing the work for the Lord. And I literally, I remember making the right hand turn and just having passed them by, and then doing a full loop going into a grocery store parking lot, Publix parking lot, getting a gift card, and and just cursing myself the whole time, and and just going back and saying, "Hey, do you need do you need some food? Here's here's you know here's a gift card. You know, there's it was like a subway gift card, and there was a subway right there, and and. Uh, but that convicting spirit that I had just done the very thing that the priest and the Levite mm-hmm. had done, except thankfully I circled back. Uh, which is which is one of the reasons why I'm excited about this series is because we are building into this series 
a set of specific actions. Yeah. Things that th- things that we're going to be we want people to do, which and you just described one. Yeah. That is a very specific action that comes out of an awareness that you know, the Lord has said these are my neighbors. And yeah. I'm to go show love and mercy to to my neighbors. Yeah. So act. And we talked about. Let's talk about the action step a little mm-hmm. bit. I think um, we one of the things that we built into the series. You mentioned this is that we're trying to build in very specific. This is what you do with this today. Um, not just mull it over, but this is what you do with this today. And we talked about the idea of um, who is my neighbor. I framed mm-hmm. it a little differently. Um, mm-hmm. I looked at it in the reverse to whom do I need to be a neighbor mm-hmm. but it's the same concept of think about the people in your world as you uh, you did it in a in a classic traditional setting mm-hmm. where that's not the norm what were you thinking like cuz for those that weren't there we actually had people write it down right, right. there in the moment how, how and I love you had your question on the screen as well yeah. right there in the prayer how did did you feel like people took that well? Reacted that they did they res- did you feel like they were responding in that moment? Oh, the good thing about the the uh, the classic services is that you get the lineup afterwards where people come and shake your hand, so you get the chatter afterwards. And then you, and we had a big event here at the church last night, so you get further chatter. Yeah, uh, there as well. And so I have had a fair amount of uh, feedback from people thinking thinking through. Like some of the immediate feedback was, I need to think about who these people are that are going to be my. I'm going to. Think, be be neighbors to good neighbors yeah. to who are they and and somebody saying I've got one of them's like I got two hundred people in my in my, that I of possibility and so well you might want to narrow that down narrow a little that bit. down you said you actually said that in your sermon which yeah. I thought was helpful um, but 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 a number of people saying I know that this person who lives near me or this person in my life is broken need there's some need that they were describing mm-hmm. to me in following up including last night someone said to me last night there's some need in someone's life and I, and and were it not for that call to action I don't think I would have put it, had them on my radar like this yeah. yeah how about you did you get some feedback well in the vine service and Kenny and I've done this before we we've done these call to action type things before um and and given people reminders I think what's going to be interesting for vine service is do they because uh, one of the things I mentioned is like, you need to keep this because this is not the only thing we're doing with this. It's not just write it down and put it in your mind. And then for, you know, then three days later, forget about what you do, you know, take a picture, put it on your phone, make sure you have this so that when you come back next week and we continue to talk about the neighbor, um, you've got a person, you've got a location in mind. You've got people that you can tangibly say, I'm going to take this step for these people. And um, so the interesting thing for us is going to be where will they come back with it, you know, and will they will there be a building process? Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny, when we've done these these things before, um, the, the, the calls to action, I mean, there's always a call to action in a message, mm-hmm. but some of them are more concrete like this past week. Um, you and I've done them. When you've done them, what's gone into your thought process of, okay, this is what I want to do. This is why I want to do it. This is how I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're, I think the ultimate goal is to try to say, what's the, what's the, what's the heart? If you could, if you could boil your message down to one thing, what's the one big takeaway? And then, and then what's the most practical way for people to actually, um, act on that yeah. and I think that's the trick because you can do I mean we've seen models of experiential worship ex, you know things that happen yeah. that you try to engage people in certain ways and some of them are kind of hokey or 
um, kind of cliche-ish, and they don't—they're creative and maybe memorable, but I don't know that they get at the heart of what you're trying to get them to do. Where yeah. in this case, I thought both you and John made it very concrete. You know, John talked about having a, a, a Google Earth picture of his neighborhood and being able to think about the eight rooftops yeah. in his neighborhood. And then you, you know, broadened it and talked about it. It doesn't have to just be your physical neighbors. It could be your workplace or yeah. this, this coffee shop that you go to. But in either case, it was like, okay, I get that. I mean, this is very practical. Yeah. Um, I, I need to have some list in my head. And right now, maybe I don't. And so I think it's always just trying to make it make it very practical practical and directly related to what we're talking about not just come up with some goosebump type experience yeah. at the end we want an application of god's word that we just proclaimed yeah and how do we do that in a laser focused way and yeah. i thought this this week both of you did that for sure yeah and we we'll and hope- i'm thinking i'm thinking ahead about you know that with that what you're saying kenny that i'm hoping that that uh very practical very accessible very doable um uh, is is going to be experienced each mm-hmm. time we talk, each time we call for an action at the end of each of the sermons. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And we've got we've we've got some calls to action that um, we've talked about, um, and not to give anything away because you got to come to the, hear the messages. Got to show up. But uh, but uh, we've got some that'll be more challenging for yeah. people than others, and 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 we're going to hopefully give some tools to help those. But but uh, this was a an a, an important easy entry point to this living out this series mm-hmm. or living out the not the series but living out the the biblical message go and do likewise so Jesus mm-hmm. that's the call to action that Jesus gave and that was the call to action for us is go and do likewise we want you to know where you're going to go to do what what Jesus has called you to do yeah. so it's going to be an exciting series i appreciate you guys hanging out and um Next week, we're going to have uh, Brian Morgan here with us because he'll be preaching in the Vine service. John will be preaching in Classic, but we're all going to get together and talk through the second part in this series. And I'm looking really looking forward to it. So um, if you missed any one of our messages, any one of the the sermons, uh, you can even go back and look at the the Advent series, how that finished up. Check us out on our website, fpclakeland.org, or on our YouTube page. Just search for FPC Lakeland. And uh, if you've missed any of the podcasts uh, from Armchair Preaching, um, go to your favorite podcast distributor, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and search for Armchair Preaching. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you get notified when a new episode's coming out. John, Kenny, thank you guys for hanging out. Absolutely. I think uh, Kenny and I could both say that uh, we're, we're really grateful to, to, to a big shout out to Zach McGowan for, for setting this up oh, and, and yes. putting this on every week. He's the brains behind the operation <laughs> of the podcast. My, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Well, we look forward to uh, sitting down next week and uh, continuing in this series. Thank you, guys. Yep.